0: We are
1: oppressed.
0: We are exploited. We are denied not only civil rights I'm but even show you. human rights. How great I am! a man? The rock is on first place, come play with me. You want second place, go somewhere else. Let us sing forever. Let us play forever. Six, 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 six,
1: six, six, Wake your ass up. Awaken the beast inside.
0: Ways. what are you saying ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the realest podcast in the world i'm your host osama now unfortunately mo is not going to make it today because man is like in that ramadan grind but anyways we have an amazing guest for you her name is medina medina welcome
1: thank you thank you i'm excited
0: i'm excited too honestly guys before i I just get to this conversation i was scrolling through my tiktok feed and i saw her she popped up and i heard your amazing voice thank you and i'm like i have to showcase this on the podcast to the world because in my head i'm like this is amazing talent that has to be seen
1: (laughs) thank you thank you so much
0: you're welcome so where can they follow you
1: so my instagram and my tiktok handle are both the same it's medizzle so it's m-e-d-i triple z l-e
0: medizzle guys Mm -hmm. go follow her right now i'm gonna make sure to (laughs) shout out your account out the, the day this comes out and yes, yeah, so I want to ask you a question. So did you always like, like, l- love to sing in music?
1: Yeah, so since I was younger, I've been singing like, as soon as I could talk, I've been singing. My family's pretty musical too. Like I grew up on a lot of like, old R&B and like anything that was out during the time like, that I was younger. So I think my dad, like, my parents mm-hmm. are a huge influence into it. And they really encouraged me, like, as I got older, like, to continue singing. So, I, yeah, I've been singing since as long as I could talk. And then it wasn't up until, like, I think I was, like, eight when I first um, did my first, like, musical competition. Like, just as, like, a local one in the city. And, yeah, mm-hmm. I've just been doing it. Did you since. win? No, I didn't.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, they missed out. They missed out. Shout out that competition.
1: You missed out on an amazing artist. <laughs> what was it called? Oh, this the Stampede Town Search, but that's like it's it ranges in age, so you can be like eight years old, and then you compete with like twenty. I think the cutoffs like twenty two or twenty three, so obviously mm-hmm. eight years old, <laughs> we don't have a chance. But, but it was just it was just like to get me on stage and see how like I am. Yeah, yeah. It was exciting for me. Like imagine at eight years old you're performing on stage.
0: So yeah. It's Pretty nerve wracking. Like I can only imagine. Like you had eight years old, you're competing with people who are like <laughs> double your age. Dude, and, I couldn't
1: uh, I was so nervous. I couldn't find my mom in the crowd. And she had all those old <laughs> like camcorders and she was like filming me like this and I could not find her in the crowd. Like if you watch this video of me, I'm just like staring there like deer you have have head to send legs, it like scared for my life. <laughs> I'll have to find it. You it's have to send it to me.
0: <laughs> Honestly, like the thing is I admire people who can sing cuz I can't sing at all. Like I just admire people who can sing. And when I heard your voice, actually, I just saw I just saw a video recently of you uh, singing an auto tune with "Heartless," and I'm like, You're "Oh are yeah. doing an auto tune." <laughs> yeah, like that you was can tell thing. when someone's voice. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know that was just like a funny TikTok trend, and I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna get on it." Oh, really? How it is. <laughs> yeah, it was super cool. I didn't think like it would actually work, but it did.
0: Honestly, sometimes you can tell when someone has a bad singing voice in my opinion i want to hear your idea like when you're like when you're looking at people to collab with obviously recently i saw your story you said you want to collaborate with other like songwriters and like song singers so what's your what's your step like what do you look for in terms of like a good singer or a good song like what do you look for what's your process
1: i think being honest i feel like you can 100 become like an incredible singer as long as you practice and you get tips but i also think there's a part of a singing voice that comes naturally like from a young age and so when I look for people to collaborate with I it's it's more of like I'm not necessarily looking to see if you're like the most amazing singer I want somebody who's a songwriter who plays an instrument who's just all around like really creative in like the music field I mean it's awesome if they have a great voice that's just a plus right but yeah, like I, there's a lot of amazing people that I've met throughout university and high school and just growing up. So I feel like I have a, a pretty good community that I can kind of like not almost pick from, but just be like, hey, reach out to them, be like, do you want to write a song together? You know, um, we should collaborate. So yeah.
0: Yeah, honestly, uh, to go back to what you just said earlier, what you said earlier, I don't think anybody can sing because I've tried. I've tried. Like when I'm singing along with the songs, like Kanye West <laughs> or Drake or like whatever it is my sister my sister can sing decently well and she's like "Oh, Sam, just shut up you, you sound yeah. bad i'm like bro let me have my moment <laughs> let me have my moment i get so triggered
1: Yo, my siblings do the oh, same really? you're all good you're all good shout out to my siblings who who tell me to shut up yeah but your,
0: your your voice is amazing that's the difference the way i look at him like wow i also like speaking when i when i was like now we're like recording two episodes a week and trying to upload two twice a week so i was trying to look for unique guests and when i was looking through your page i'm like Personally speaking, we've had a lot of artists on our page, but I don't think I've ever heard someone's voice as powerful as yours. So I just and I don't want to got to know you. Also, you, for Cindy. me, seeing that you're Middle Eastern, I love helping like my Middle Eastern people, like trying to elevate each other, trying to help each other. So I think it's kind of like a win-win. It's like I get to know you, we get to help each other, we build their network, and we go from there. But you were speaking about your influences. Who are your influences in terms of music? So obviously, you said m- music within your family, it's huge. So who would you like? What, what, I guess from the Middle Eastern world, from the Western society, who do you, who do you look up to when you're like thinking of songs to write?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I I tend to go to a lot of like R and B artists. Um, you know, just to name a few, like I'm just off the top of my head, like Snow Allegra, Kiana Lee Day. There's a bunch, but I feel like Kiana Lee Day and Snow Allegra, oh, Georgia Smith. Those those three are probably like the top three R and B artists that I listen to a lot. And I like that they have some of their music is kind of like unstructured. And they kind of just like, you can tell, they just kind of go off in the studio off of emotion and experiences that have happened to them. So that's really something that I'm looking to get better at, especially with my own so- songwriting, is to just kind of like go off of emotion and experiences that I've had to make like a really passionate, um, just like very vulnerable song song.
0: In terms of your songwriting like what what are your steps? What do you do? Do you, do you write stuff down? Yeah. Like what do you like how do you, how do you get to that moment where you want to write songs?
1: I think it comes from inspiration but it's also like if you're in the studio like we're writing a song ASAP like we're not we're not wasting yeah. time. So I think it, the process is different for everybody when it comes to songwriting. Me and my producer, Josh, are even still trying to figure out like our own process. We've been working together for about two years and we've tried a whole bunch of different things. Um, but what we're really looking to do uh-huh. now is just go like start from the basics. So just pick a chord progression, whether it be on guitar, or piano, and then just come up with melodies. And the thing, too, is like um, I need to study music a little bit more just to get uh almost like a feel for how artists kind of come into the beat come off the beat like what their style is like and i have to find yeah. my stylistic preferences too so the songwriting for sure in the studio is like giving me really good practice and um i'm really excited to to release some music and just kind of get a portfolio out because um yeah like i have like one or two songs that
0: i'm waiting release soon <laughs> I'm waiting. Have, so what, let me ask you a question. From the songs that you have that are not out yet, yeah. do you think? Did, do you think you have songs that are amazing that you know people are gonna love? Would you? Would you say that you have songs that are bangers at this point?
1: I think, being honest, I have one, um, and we're still working on it right now. Um, so I'm I'm really hoping, uh-huh. like within like the next month or two, that I can get it released. Um, and if, every time I listen to it, this that melody gets stuck in my head um i've showed it to like my mom and my sister and they say the same thing like the melody is very catchy yeah so i think that one is um is really exciting the other ones i have are a little bit more unstructured and they're not finished yet so they still need a little bit more work but but then again like i'm also collaborating with a bunch of artists um because i really want to build like a community me and my producer want to build like a community of artists in the city i live in because it's. It's it's not bad for music or songwriting or that kind of thing, but I feel like there's definitely an opportunity for us to grow.
0: For sure, absolutely. I think the great thing about collaborating, even for, for myself as a podcast host, like when I'm like interviewing people like yourself or other people, I get to learn a lot of stuff because sometimes me as a consumer of music who loves to listening to music, I think the, I think some like I write sometimes I wrote poetry sometimes here and there, but I think it's different when it comes to music because music like you're you're sending it to the world and sometimes as a consumer for me listening to people i get upset i'm like yo why hasn't drake dropped a song why hasn't so-and-so dropped a song but i understand it's for them it's like it has to be what's good for them like a song might be a banger for me but for them it's like it's not the one that's gonna allow them so how do you how do you listen to the noise for example you must have a lot of people who are asking you to drop a song drop a song so how do you like i guess tune out the noise like yo listen i'm not gonna get pressured by dropping a song just because you guys want it how do you deal with that pressure
1: Yeah, this is something that I recently just um, posted about on uh, Instagram because the thing for me is I have one song that's been released and I think we released it in 2019. So it's been about three years since I've put any music out. And there is a lot of pressure, like especially from family members, because especially because I'm always posting that I'm in the studio, people are like, where's the music? And it's like, I'm just getting to a point where I'm like, I don't want to release music I'm not proud of. So, yeah, I have songs that I could finish and release, but am I going to be proud of them? No. At the end of the day, because I'm making music, I want to be happy with it myself. And then, you know, I'll share it with the world. But if I'm not happy with it, why would I put the song out? You know what I mean? So it's more just about like really getting to that point where I, I'm very confident in you know, my stylistic choices or how I am in the studio, like my songs, and then I can release music.
0: Not gonna lie, sometimes I, I get upset because I'm like, yo, I want a song immediately. Cause like sometimes my, I get bored of my my current songs that are the artists I listen to. Cause I listen to a lot of rap, RB, sometimes like old school music as well. But I'm like, I wish my favorite artist is Drake. People know this. way family, you know this. And when he doesn't drop a song, I get triggered. I'm like, bro, drop a song. I'm getting tired of listening to CLB or like your older music sometimes. Cause I just want new music. But I think I do understand the frustration as an artist because not only do you have sometimes maybe creative block, which I guess is my next question to you. So what do you do when you have creative block? Like sometimes you're not inspired, or sometimes you don't think of writing. So what do you what do you do to re inspire yourself? Where do you go? Where does Medina go?
1: Yeah, honestly, I think it just it, it really depends. Personally, for me, when I get a writer's block, I think it's just inexperience. So I think like, a lot of the things that I do is I go back and I really analyze music. So I pick a song, I look at, um, you know, what chords they're using, what key it's in, and then I see how they come in and out of the beat. And I really try to figure out, like, how they made this song. Like, I, I really pick it apart and see how it is. I used to be really, really into that. And then Again life gets busy so I kind of was like falling off of it for a bit but then whenever I get a writer's block that's like the first thing I do I listen to music very critically just to see how how a song is made really so that's probably the biggest thing and then just kind of taking some time away like listening to my favorite songs gathering inspiration from there
0: I was gonna say I was looking at your wall I see that you're a big music fan because I see like they have records and posters of musicians. Yeah. You want to talk about that a bit? Like why? Because a lot of people usually have, I don't know, I only have a car in my wall, which is a small poster, yeah. but talk about those posters and what they mean to you.
1: Yeah, for sure. So like I listen to so many artists, it's it's hard to like pinpoint who my favorites are. Name them. Uh, I'm, I'm going to
0: put you on the spot soon. Be ready.
1: I mean, Frank Ocean's up there. We have Mac DeMarco. I listen to quite a an array of different artists. Like sometimes I'm in like folk music or alternative old R&B like it really just depends like I'm just like in everything except for country that's the one genre (laughs) that's the one genre I'm just like nah I'm good you can't convince me me to like it it's just it's a no for me (laughs) but um but this wall I feel like is a good inspiration too there's also like some photos of my friends and family and I think it's also like a it's another like good reminder of of why I'm songwriting is because like These artists have made such an impact on my life. What kind of impact could I make on other people's life with my own music? Um, And shout out to Value Village because all of these records are actually $1. They're all scratched. And I wasn't going to put my real records on the wall because I didn't want them to get dusty or damaged or anything. So I just bought fake, like like really old ones. I think this one is like a Christian record, to be honest with you. I don't even know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. I like how you say you don't like country music, neither do I, but I don't, it's just not my vibe. But listening to your, you really seem inspired by different types of music because usually a lot of people are either like, for example, strictly rap or strictly R&B or strictly uh, pop. But you seem like you listen to different types of music. So I guess since you named a few artists, who would you say is your two part question? It's going to be tough. Mount Rushmore for album, your favorite albums, and Mount Rushmore for your favorite artists that have inspired you. So when you go do music, who, what albums do you go back to and say, I want my album to represent this?
1: Ooh, that is tough <laughs> because I'd have to say, okay, so I think, so Brandy has an album. I think it's Never Say Never. That's probably one of my all-time favorite albums. Um, I always go back and listen to that. I don't know if it's her voice. I don't know if it's like the style of the music that she writes. Um, That's probably a big one. Lost and Found by Georgia Smith was like a big inspiration for me to start writing music when I was in university. And then I guess just another, like I'm really into alternative, but I think like a the best alternative slash jazzy old school 80s music is the 1975 their self-titled album that those are probably my top three albums ever and this is the thing too with me is is again i'm still trying to figure out who i am as an artist because i listen to so many genres it's like yeah i say i want to release r and music but then i write a lot of pop songs or I like a lot of the sounds of alternative music. So I'm still trying to figure out like where I am. <laughs>
0: Honestly, I think a lot of people, what, what what the hardest thing for them is I was talking to my friend about this yesterday. It's actually amazing that you brought this up. People are always under pressure. They have to drop something now. Like for me, for example, a lot of people don't know that we started this whole podcast thing four years ago, but it's not until 2020s when we actually started being consistent and dropping episodes. Sometimes I think it's okay to like, ground yourself and like ask yourself questions about who am I, what do I want to do? Because then you have a much more clearer mindset and you never know. One day you'll go in the studio and uh, drop, like you you do a song naturally and you're like, yo, this is the first song I'm going to drop. So sometimes I think it's important. And the fact that you're content with that's amazing because that just shows how hardworking you are.
1: It's a struggle too. Like some days I sit there and, you know, of course I have like, I have friends who also do music and I see them releasing songs and I'm like, like i just want to put music out like i'm so excited and it gets frustrating it it really does like seeing seeing your friends release music and and you've been working for a while at it but it's like again i just have to remind myself like this is all for a purpose and once i do release music it's going to be worth it
0: what's your so speaking about purpose what's your purpose like what do you see yourself as an artist like what do you see yourself doing what did you want to change within the music world
1: so I'm a Muslim and Ramadan Kareem to anybody watching anyway. Um, I, Ramadan Kareem. <laughs> like one of the biggest themes, I guess I want to input in my music and in my image is modesty because I feel like that's something that's that's lacking. Um, if I do say so myself in the music industry, we see a lot of like, you know, not so modest things in, in the mainstream media. And I feel like, I can be the one to change that because there's a lot of people who could relate to that, right? So that's a really big thing for me is like just focusing on topics that are, um, you know, close to my heart, things that other people can relate to, and also keeping it modest in terms of like the way I dress or my image or like um, music videos, like all of that kind of thing. So I had a music video released in 2019 for my song Later. And so I remember saying to the director of the music video, I remember calling him and being like, listen, I want to keep this as modest as I can. I don't want no booty shaking. I don't want like alcohol. I don't, you know, I'm, I want to keep my roots. And I remember having this conversation with him and you know, it was challenging too, for them to, to kind of understand where I was coming from again. Cause the people I, were work- I was working with were non-Muslims, right? Which is totally fine but again it's just that it's a little bit harder to kind of like put your um, foot down because they, they don't understand at the end of the day. So this is like a big thing of mine too with my image is I also want to get a lot of Muslim creatives into my work. Um, I was just at the Mosca's Film Festival in Edmonton. I met so many incredible people, um, rappers, I met singers, I met artists, like digital artists. Um, videographers, filmmakers, all these people. And I feel like I've built up up, like a an amazing circle of Muslim creatives that now I can implement when I start releasing music so if I want somebody to shoot a music video I can go call a Muslim creator because they're gonna understand we're gonna relate on that base right or again like collaborating with Muslim artists that's another thing like they're it's not like they're gonna start writing a rap like that's really sexual or something right because they know we're all on the same page and I think too like you said because we're, we're both Arab like supporting each other even as Muslim I think supporting each other in in this kind of industry to make a change is the best thing. So that's what I'm really excited about, too, is is all these new friends that I've made recently and all these new connections.
0: Yeah, the one the one thing that stuck out for me is like how you said you want to help and you're not going to change who you are just because you want to make it, which kind of is the the same thing for me, because even our podcast, even if you look down at certain episodes, like we might talk about funny stuff, I will never I will never sell out who i am personally because that's not going to be me i'm no longer authentic and by the way fans will always see you like I, the last thing i want is someone to see me in person and say wow you're so different than what you are in your podcast like, i don't want that yeah
1: 100%. and that, that
0: music is, like, is really important and yeah. to, to go back to the second thing that you said uh yeah i like i just like helping because i'm palestinian like i have a lot of like i have like some middle eastern frontier in there from from my childhood I, I like helping wherever I, wherever I can I'm not someone who's like who looks for something in return like for example if you say hey Usama like I know you know this person can you let him know I, absolutely I, I would never say but you gotta do this for me like I'm not that type of person some people are unfortunately I'm not I got. I don't really care because I'm doing it out, out of the goodness of my heart and I think a lot of people kind of lost that aspect they're like Ugh, you, gotta, you gotta do something for me like do what buddy if you don't help me or I'll do it on my own
1: exactly yeah no I think it's It's just about really like helping your community. And that's what I'm really excited about is it's we built genuine connections with each other at this festival as friends. And it wasn't like a, I'm going to do something for you. You're going to do something for me. It's like we started off as friendships and then later introduced what we were there for. So it was like, Oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a singer. What do you do? Oh, I'm a filmmaker. That's awesome. We should collaborate. We should do something. So that's a great part of it too. It wasn't just like strictly business. It was also making friendships, which I thought was awesome.
0: About that event, how talk about that event? How was it for you? Like, was it a different experience? Like, how many great people did you meet?
1: Honestly, the Moskers. I wish it was longer. I I've made so many friends and so many connections. Like alhamdulillah, I was so grateful. I was I was a little bit scared to go to that music festival. If I'm being completely honest with you, because I've never been to something like that. And I actually forced my best friend to come with me because I was like, I'm not going to something like that alone. I need somebody to come <laughs> with me. So um, me and my best friend went up to Edmonton and we met so many amazing people. Just like so, and I was like, why was I scared? Like, what? What was the anticipation of like, you know? But no, like it was it was incredible. We were all staying in the same hotel too. So once all the events were done throughout the day. We all actually went into the hotel lobby, and we would jam there until, like, 5, 6 a.m., and it was so much fun just to, like, be in a community, and it felt so safe and so, like, authentic, and it it just was, like, it was so incredible. I I honestly wish it was longer, and I can't wait for, for the festival next year. Wait, is this event only in Edmonton? Yes.
0: Well, I got to leave Toronto and go to that event. <laughs> just hearing you talk about it, it makes me want to go. Dude, there
1: was lots of people from because everywhere. It sounds like, so amazing. there was people from the US, there was people from, well, it was I was really just US and Canada, but it was not, I didn't even know the people from the US were coming. So, yeah, it was US, people from all over the US, all over Canada, they came out, and it was like it was so incredible and I I highly recommend it for anybody, especially if you're a creative. That's like a great place to make friends and 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 um, a community.
0: Not going to lie, this is the first time I heard about this event.
1: I've never heard about it before.
0: (laughs) I'm clearly living under a rock.
1: So what happened was, I I didn't know what it was either until I actually met my friend Asif um, through TikTok. And he told me about it. He's like, hey, we have like this film festival coming up in a few months. Like, I want to invite you. I think it would be super fun. You're going to meet all these different creatives. And same with you. I've never heard of it before. But I think because it's gaining more traction, there's a lot of, I think this year they they invited over like 200 people from, from different social media platforms who are Muslim creators. And it was like a place for all of us to come and meet. So I think even now, after this year's event, how many connections we've made, it, I think it will just continue to grow because I know a lot of people that I would be like, hey, you should come to the Moskars, right? So I think it's just going to get even bigger, which is really exciting. And like I said, I'm very grateful for that experience.
0: Next year, I'm going to go and say, yo, Medina told me about this event. I know Medina, let me go in for free. <laughs> I'm using you as a hookup. Dude,
1: you can get invited as a creative and then you get like creatives perks. You Possibly. never know. Yeah. The thing is, is like I don't
0: post it. Like right now, I'm looking. At, right now, I'm looking for a social media person to take care of our social media account because I'm pretty much doing everything at this moment, and yeah. uh, because my co-host is in school and he's like focused on his school, but yeah, I just need someone who's better at social media. Because in my head, I'm like, the thing is, I don't go to networking events as much. I, maybe I should be especially specifically as a podcast host. Like I should be going to pod, like all these events meetings, all these amazing people. But I got to thank TikTok because I'm meeting people like yourself. I have other TikTokers as well who are coming onto the podcast like, in the upcoming weeks. So I think TikTok is saving my life <laughs> because yeah. I'm, I go to someone's thing. I'm like, I love your voice. I want you on the podcast.
1: Yeah. No, TikTok has honestly like has, has done a lot for me in the last couple years. Again, creating a community on TikTok. Like there's people that I've met on TikTok who I've later met in person and it's like I created a connection from online, which is so weird. But yeah, TikTok like is an awesome platform. And I think um, especially for creatives, it's good. But to the first thing you said, too, with with social media, it's it's very overwhelming. Like it gets to be too much, especially if you don't have anybody helping you with it, too. Like I, I think for me, I shut down a lot when it comes to social media. Like I'm one to post. But then if I get a lot of responses or messages I get very overwhelmed very quickly and I tend to just like not even respond and it it could literally be a person I love from like the bottom of my heart and it's not even like it, it doesn't it has nothing to do with them it's just me it, it gets too overwhelming and I don't have enough time to respond and I feel so bad like I get I feel so guilty and I'm like dude like I want to respond to your message but it's just like, the, like, you know, it's overwhelming. I have anxiety. Like I can't do this.
0: <laughs> it's tough. Believe me. I I can only, I can only, I think it's different also for an artist because I can guarantee you probably have a lot of messages, people like praising you and like thanking you, like listening to your music or listening to like your covers. And obviously cause you have, a, you have a big platform on both Instagram and TikTok guys, make sure to follow her. Uh, also, I think uh, like for me, I would say I'm pretty responsive when it comes to certain stuff, but I'm a dry texter. I've been told this multiple times that when they when I text people, I get told that I don't I don't care what the conversation. So I'm like, listen, I'm, like, I'm, I'm yeah. like, be happy you're getting a text from me.
1: <laughs> I think calling though too, like I feel like that's something that's been kind of tucked away for a while is like calling people. Because I feel yeah. like we can just hide behind our phones and, like, text each other. But exactly. I feel like calling for me has worked so much better in, like, the last few years. Like, especially if I want to talk to somebody I haven't, like, you know, talked with in a while. Or, again, I've left their message on red for a while. <laughs> it's like I just want to call you because it's so much easier to have a genuine conversation with somebody sure. than just over, right, like, over social media. Uh,
0: for sure. I honestly, I think I agree. I think for me, today someone called me I haven't spoken. I met them off, off of Clubhouse. And I've never really, I haven't spoken to them in a while. I was in my bed. I, was, I just woke up. I'm like, is this person actually calling me at this moment? Like, I haven't, I haven't heard from them in so long. And like we, we spoke for an hour, an hour and a half. But yeah, I think go back to what you said. For me, um, I'm on like, social media, I try to do my best to stay off of just because, my personal one at least, because uh, I just want to work on my brand. I'm and, like, and unless I'm hitting up creators like yourself and everybody else. But sometimes, yeah, you can get overwhelmed because as a creator your social social media revolves around your life
1: big time it really does and and again it's just very overwhelming i'm i'm really trying to work on it too like there's there's a lot of things you can do on instagram too that will allow you to kind of like take a break so um you can like I think you can turn off your replies for your stories. You can turn off commenting. Like there's a lot of stuff you can do. But again, I feel bad. Like I want people to be able to have that conversation with me. But <laughs> and I'm not saying I get like thousands of messages. It literally will be like five messages, and I'll be like, no, I'm out. <laughs> like I'm clocking out. I can't do this anymore. <laughs>
0: You're like, khalas, I can't respond anymore. No I, I can't. I'm just too much. Yeah. Honestly, I, I what you just said. I actually did that. Uh, all my notifications are turned off except for my iMessage because like in case clients are hitting me up, I have to message, I have to reply to them back. But Instagram, TikTok, because I know once I see the notification, I'm going to respond. For my own mental health, I'm You're like, tempted. you tempted know, when I ever open the app. Yeah, whenever I open, like, for example, I just know, like, for example, for, with you, I know I, I don't have my notifications, but I'll go check in case you responded so I can be as responsive as, as I possibly can be. Yeah. But I guess people don't get mad if Medina or myself are not responding. Like, we also have lives. We're also trying to, like, grow ourselves.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a lot. And I... Honestly, I've been wanting to take a social media break lately for a while. And I feel like it's very hard when you run your own social media accounts because my content, again, is based solely around my voice or my experiences, right? So it's not like I can just go on a social media break and not post for an entire month. My TikTok views would, would crash. I would probably lose half my followers. It's like you have to keep up with the game. But also keep yourself sane at the same time, so which is which is a it's a it's a hard balance to kind of figure out, which is again I'm still figuring that out.
0: I guess I have well you answered my, you answered that question. But I have one more question for you. What are some future products you have that you're trying to work on for the, for the next couple months next year? Where do you see yourself in the next year?
1: So right now I'm really trying to work on like a five six song EP that I can release, um, but I think. Before that, I really want to keep like a very common theme in an EP because that's how it's supposed to be, you're not supposed to have just like a mixtape where you throw in a bunch of things that, you know, maybe the genre is different in this song, the genre is different in this one, you're singing about different things. So I think in the meantime, I'm going to release some singles just to kind of build up that portfolio for myself and then I really want to release that 5-6 song EP once I do that, honestly, the thing that's been holding me back from doing more, like, performances is that I don't have my original music. And I don't like being a cover artist because it's not my own music, right? Like, I can sing it, and I can sing it with emotion, but it doesn't feel, like, it doesn't feel genuine. So that's why I haven't been doing any, like, shows, really. Um, I did ones for the Moscow Film Festival, which was awesome. Again, that was, like, a great way for me to meet creatives before the actual film festival. But... I haven't ever done a show where I sing my own songs because I don't have any of my own material out. So I think once I release that EP, it will give me an opportunity to really look into some different venues in the city that I can perform at and just kind of put myself out there. Like, hey, if anybody like wants me to kind of like do a performance for them in a different part of Canada or the US or something, like I would totally be down to do that. And I think live live performances will probably be the next step after releasing music.
0: Well, before we end it off, when you're in Toronto, let me know so I can come to your performance because I'm going to support you every day and all day. <laughs> thank you. With that being said, I'm so happy you came on. I had an amazing time with you. Guys, make sure you follow Medina. Where can they follow you again?
1: Uh, TikTok and Instagram. My at is uh, Medizl, Medizzle. M-E-D-I-Triple-Z-L-E.
0: Hey, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Peace. You guys thought we were done? I don't think so. We still gotta wrap it up. Please follow me at KUSA300. Follow my co-host Muhammad at Global. Make sure to follow our page at Instagram. Also, make sure to subscribe to all our platforms. We drop every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Thank you, we'll see you next week.